0: This is Clutch Fans. Oh, from the parking lot, the Rockets are going to Boston. How sweet it is! And by the way, shout out to the Clutch Fans. You're listening to the Clutch Fans podcast. An open conversation for Houston Rockets diehards.
1: Houston Rockets are unbeatable.
0: I'm ready to get on Clutch Fans. Now here's your host, the man who would have drafted Harold Miner over Robert Ory, Dave Hardesty. Welcome
1: into the Clutch Fans podcast. We are here at Toyota Center after a very big and much-needed win by the Houston Rockets. A blowout win, 127-105 to 105 over the Golden State Warriors uh, in Game 2. I'm here with my good friend M.K. Bauer. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at, at Moisica Penda. Great follow. M.K., this was a game the Rockets absolutely had to have, and they win
0: in huge fashion. Yeah, Steve Kerr mentioned after the game that the, the Rockets played with desperation and the, and the Warriors did not, and these things are what has to happen when you're the team trailing in a series, particularly when you're the team at home and you lose game one. Uh, They realize they cannot go back to Oakland down 0-2 in a series where Golden State hasn't lost at home in the postseason in forever. So they have to pull out all the stops and What's interesting to me, it's they almost hit up on everything we talked about after Game 1 in terms of delivering a superior performance. They eliminated the mistakes defensively, particularly on the perimeter. They played with a lot more thrust and pace offensively. They were not afraid to run against State, particularly early in the game, and establish some sort of momentum. And they got a lot of contributions offensively from multiple players. And we'll dig into all that as we get further along. But it was pretty interesting to me that what was clear to everyone watching Game 1 was what had to change and They changed all those things in specific notions, specific place tonight, and got the result they wanted. Obviously, there will be adjustments by Golden State going into Game Three, but for one night, the Rockets did all the things they needed to do to kind of score this series.
1: You know, it's interesting because I think this game—it uh, had me a little concerned early on because the Rockets did have good energy. Uh, they forced seven turnovers, which uh, Steve Kerr thought was the big reason that uh, you know really the Warriors sort of. Gave that confidence to the Rockets, but you look at it, the the Warriors were 0 for 7 in that first quarter from three point range, seven turnovers, and the Rockets are only up 26-21. I think I told you at that time I was pretty nervous. Yeah. Rockets scored 101 points in the final three quarters, um, and just uh, blew them away. We you know even even withstood that third quarter death lineup that the the Warriors put out there when the Rockets built a 14 point lead at halftime, increased it to 16 through the end of the third. So many things to take away from this game, and and I and I, I'm. Excited to see this. I think it's uh, you know it reminds me a little bit of that game two loss uh, to Utah and the way they rebounded. And their 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 uh, defensive energy was completely different in game three in Utah. Same thing happened here. Can the Rockets sustain this? Let's hope so. I, I, I don't think some of these uh, shooting performances are quite sustainable. Perhaps Eric Gordon, yes. P.J. Tucker was just out of his mind and has been absolutely. Uh, you know, he's been great in the postseason. He was not that strong uh, certainly offensively in game one. Um, But, uh, you know, certainly the defensive effort should be able to be there every night.
0: Ariza, Gordon, and Tucker scored 68 points on 38 shooting possessions with one turnover. I don't think they can be that good, but they can be effective enough to bolster what you're getting nightly from um, James Harden and and Chris Paul. And they did their job tonight. Look, look, you can't get any further into this postseason without wide-ranging contributions from other guys on this team. And it was pretty interesting to me, like from my perspective. I thought the Rockets tonight did what Golden State did in Game 1 in terms of trying the hardest against Durant, but making sure Durant didn't get other guys involved. Like Durant has one assist in two games th- in the series, yeah. one total assist, while averaging 37.5 points. So they're running bodies at him, they're trying to contest shots, he's dynamic and is scoring at will, but he's not actively involving other players. So when that happens, you need other guys to kind of provide some sort of thrust offensively and get people going, and they didn't get that from Steph Curry, they didn't get that from, from um, Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson had 8 points tonight, having 28 in game 1. The Splash Brothers total had 24 points on 30 shooting possessions, 3 or 12 from 3-pointers. Um, they had 46 points on 36 possessions in game 1. So all the things they've done as, as an offense, getting multiple guys involved, all the passing, the, the beautiful body movement, it wasn't quite there tonight because A, the Rockets just try to harder defensively and B they kind of acquiesce to the fact that Kevin Durant is one guy they can't defend they'll try but they won't let him get other guys actively involved I thought that was very interesting because it was kind of a microcosm of what happened in game one where the Rockets had James Harden doing everything for them the usage rate was through the roof he had 41 points really other guys weren't really actively involved tonight they completely flipped that around 14 of their 23 assists came from somebody other than Harden and Chris Paul that's a huge number
1: yeah that's that's incredible uh, you know, I have to to, to really shout out P.J. Tucker again. He's been incredible, and I have to admit, all season long, every time he shoots a three, I'm still feeling like when he makes it, it's, it's abnormal, yet he is by far, through the playoffs, uh, the best three-point shooter on this team. I believe he's shooting over 48%, which is unbelievable uh, in the postseason, and was five of six from three-point range tonight, but I think... You know, not only is Tucker—I think Mike D'Antoni said after the game something I think was really important. He's like, "Look, I don't care if you miss all of them. Obviously, he wants him to knock down the shots, but he knows that PJ Tucker's a guy who impacts this game in so many ways, whether he hits the down the uh, knocks down those open shots or not. And from the corner, he's been doing it. But Eric Gordon, we talked in the last podcast how he's been pretty much a wall all postseason. I mean, he's had a few decent games here and there." He was he was the Eric Gordon we saw more at the end of the year and, and, and during flashes of the six-man-of-the-year type player, six of nine from three-point range. This is a guy you now have to have in every game in this series.
0: They took the He took the fight to them, though. I, I, the funny thing about, about Gordon's performance to me was that we saw moments where he went to the rim, particularly one in the second half, where he went right at Kevin Durant at the rim and drew a foul. And you need that sort of aggressiveness. All the Rockets need to do is maintain that level of aggression. I thought tonight they did move bodies a little bit more on offense. They didn't just kind of stand around and watch isolation plays. They moved a little bit, but again, it was about thrust. It was about pace. It was about getting in transition. Seven fast break points in the first quarter after having three total in the game. They finished with 12 tonight. It was about shooting earlier in the shot clock. and It was about guys like Eric Gordon, like P.J. Tucker, like Trevor Ariza hunting their shots. It was about Ariza break somebody down with a dribble and go to the rim. If they're going to get those guys to do that, then it's going to work. I mean, then your offense is going to be hopping and clicking, and you really force Golden State to defend all over the court as opposed to one guy and kind of clinging to other people on the perimeter. I, I thought Gordon's aggressiveness was, was a telltale sign of him being engaged. I thought Tucker's confidence, once he made 1-3 to keep shooting them, was huge for them. Because the thing to me about Tucker in Game 1 was that he just didn't even get any shots. He was 0-3 from the field, and that was odd to me that he wasn't involved in the offense, Tonight they think I got him involved. And tonight, Gordon was aggressive, and tonight, a from the very beginning was aggressive. It was pretty clear from my perspective that those guys recognized they couldn't take a passive role in this team offensively tonight for them to have success. They all had to kind of jump in and be a big part of what was going to happen.
1: There's uh, a lot to talk about in the game, how well they played. But I, I, I got to bring up Luke Mute because this is such a key player for the Rockets, has been all year. Really a big reason their defensive uh, abilities have increased so much this season. He played three minutes uh, in the in the first quarter, was a uh, negative three or negative four, I believe. Uh, missed three shots, two of them layups, and we had been talking about what you know, he was 0 for six in the first game uh, of the series and missed a few layups. I mean, that second layup, it kind of felt like kind of like that scene in Rocky IV, you know, where uh, Creed's going down and Drago like, delivers that last punch, and we're all screaming no. I mean, it really felt like a slow mo moment when he started to go up for pretty much a point blank layup and was badly off. I mean. What's going on here? Because, you know, the Rockets have already pretty much lost Ryan Anderson as far as being effectiveness in this series. Gerald Green, when you play him, he played decent minutes tonight. I'll give him that. He's a plus nine. Yeah, he was. He he was solid. But you still feel like you're you're kind of just trying to tape this lineup up when he's out there, just kind of uh, a Band-Aid. You've got to have Luke Mbamute, and yet he played just three minutes and
0: didn't see him again until garbage time. I think it was pretty interesting. As much as we talked about depth, they basically played seven guys from the second quarter on tonight. And I thought D'Antoni could get away with that because there's such a gap in time between tonight's game and game three on Sunday, and he can afford to burn guys uh, to, to the very end tonight because they had time to recuperate. Now, from that perspective, I was a little bit concerned because they got to the lead up to 16, 19. Golden State cut it to 11, and there was a point there with eight minutes left in the, in the fourth quarter where I'm like, "This is the run that Gold State's going to going to make." And do the Rockets have enough energy to kind of hold off because they won't play seven guys for that for the second point, the second quarter moving forward? They did. They got three threes during an 11-up run. It kind of held them off, but they have to figure out what they're gonna do. Like. As good as Balmute has been defensively for you this season, you need that offense. Like, when he's wide open, you need those layups. When he's wide open, you need him hit up the occasional three-pointer. And, he, and I think everyone kind of recognizes it. Clearly the coaching staff recognizes that We can't play this guy if he's going to miss wide-open layups. And right. there's something mentally going on with him coming off of the injury, and it has to be a concern. Can they get that rectified between now and Sunday and get him back into the rotation? Because if not, they're going to be really shorthanded. And the energy and the frenetic pace that they're going to face in Oakland at Oracle Arena is going to be top notch and they're going to need their depth to kind of stave off what Gold State's going to throw at them on Sunday yeah this team uh, needs seven more wins I think you know obviously he's <laughs>
1: probably headed toward to a surgery I would, I would think this uh, off season but you know he's trying to get through and, and get this team uh, all the way to the championship He's a key player right now. I mean, as you mentioned, seven, and that's including Gerald Green. It looks like the bulk of their minutes is going to be from six players. And you've got to have Eric Gordon. You've got to have P.J. Tucker and Ariza playing like they did tonight. I don't think you're going to be able to see uh, that kind of effectiveness from three-point range uh, consistently from from Gordon and Tucker. But if the defensive effort is there, they're always going to have a chance. You know, We talked about... Uh, you know they were 10 of 20 to start this game for three-point range and we thought you know and, and the Warriors were shooting miserably is that sustainable as you pointed out just before the podcast Rockets shot about 30 31 percent in the second half from three and still uh, increased their lead so it's and those guys stressed it over and over again in the in game. it's the defense fuels everything we look at this team as an offensive team primarily because of the three-point shot uh, but their defense is what uh, seems to power everything um, this was, again, a game that they absolutely had to have. I mean, if they lost this game, we're talking about LeBron, right? I mean, that's, yeah, that's, right, that's, right, that's yeah. what's going to happen. You, you you may steal one in, in Golden State, but you, you're you not going to be, be able to pull out four, five, four out of five. So, um, But, yeah, I, I, I'm trying to think of anything else we, we really missed from this game. I think, again, the big thing for me was Gordon coming up with the, the big shot. He had a huge shot over Draymond Green in that second half where Green played perfect defense, mm-hmm. and he just hit that sort of uh, – volleyball shot that just uh, really sort of took the wind out of the sails of, of the Warriors because they made a, a little bit of a run early in the fourth. But uh, it's just a big win for the Rockets. Now they got to go on the road. Chris Paul said here, the, the road doesn't bother them. You know, this is where they're, they feel comfortable. Can they get a win there in, in, in Oakland is the big
0: question. Can they defend like this for another game? Uh-uh. <laughs> They really put in a significant effort on the defensive end tonight, and it was very impressive. And yes, easy to get lost in all the shooting numbers tonight, but they defended like mavens from the very start of the game. And their defense in the half court is what fueled their ability to run out a little bit, and it's what gave them the confidence to take shots early in the shot clock because the more stops they got, the more they realized that we could get multiple possessions in this game and not be so concerned about it leaking on the defensive end. If they continue to the defend like this, Play hard. Don't make mistakes. Stay in front of guys. Contest, contest, contest. They'll win multiple games in a series, but that's going to be very hard to do if you shorten your bench because you're missing Luke Bamute. They need him to come back healthy. They need somebody else, maybe, particularly in Golden in, in Oakland, to step up. If it's going to be Danae, if it's going to be Ryan Anderson, they may need, may need another body to come out there and play for them some, some significant minutes or at least key minutes in games three and four when you're back at Oracle Arena. I don't know if they have the depth right now to play at this level defensively and win a series through the course of the next, what, five games. They've they got to play hard on that end of the court. And they don't need more bodies to do that.
1: What are your thoughts on Capella uh, in this series, and do you think their their most effective lineup is going to be Tucker playing the five? He said after after the game here tonight, he loves playing the five. I think it's because he knows he's he's sort of a captain out there defensively, telling guys where to be when he's playing. Uh, Tucker said this, when he's playing the five, uh, Capella's kind of been a mixed bag. It's a very tough assignment, I give you that. I mean, Draymond Green is just the way he, even if he's playing a four, or the five, whatever, whatever you want to call it, uh, he's... He's a really great defensive player. Um, and so he's he's taken Capella out of a lot of his uh, comfort comfort zone, his, his spots. How do you see him in this series, and do you think they're going to be
0: running more Tucker running the five? It, it, the, the knee-jerk reaction would be that, that Capella's too important for them for, for rim protection and, and operating out of the pick-and-roll, but that pick-and-roll's not there. And, and we saw one moment tonight, kind of nudged you a little bit, where capella got the ball in the low block with draymond on him and everybody else cleared out and he didn't even take a shot didn't even look for a shot i think draymond's in his head defensively in terms of him knowing that he can't get around him or get a clear shot over him and he bypassed an opportunity there and so he's basically been kind of reduced to offensive rebounds and, and garbage points and if that's going to be it that's going to limit his effectiveness in the series and therefore limit how often he plays but again tucker's starting for you so you can't really kind of Look at, look at it from a perspective of let's just go with the tuck wagon line up more often because that means you're extending his minutes and you're extending the minutes of those smaller players and yes Golden State likes to play small and they're kind of very adept at playing small but I think Capella still has to have a place in his series he just has to find a way and it's what D'Antoni said pregame. Find a way to set that pick in a different way and be more effective rolling to the basket, or just kind of create some space for himself offensively to be a little bit more of an impact player tonight into the court. Right now, it's not happening because Raymond is, as you said, an incredible defensive player.
1: Yeah, only uh, three shots in this game for Capella. Uh, Was not effective from the line at all. One of five tonight. That's uh, something that uh, has been a problem for him in the second half of the season. Um, But only one shot, only one field goal attempt in in the second half. So. A little concerned about him uh, because, again, I don't know offensively if you can uh, rely on uh, Ariza, um Tucker, and, and Gordon being that effective. But, again, you have a 22-point cushion you played around with tonight. As they pointed out repeatedly, it is about the defense. But, hey, this is not going to be the final home game of the year. We're coming back here, right? I mean, we're, <laughs> we're going to do another podcast for sure because uh, I have to admit that was a little bit of a concern. Rockets lose this game, and and you might be saying a little bit of farewells till next season.
0: I, I'm proud of their effort. And for, you know, from a complete objective perspective, I'm proud of the effort they put forth tonight because they recognize they have to win this game. And it's it's one thing to kind of talk about these sort of things. It's another thing to kind of look at yourself in the mirror and recognize. We're again, maybe everyone kind of loses sight of this it, occasionally. They're a 65 win team. They're they're a damn good team. Like they're not gonna cow cower to a team like Golden State just because Golden State's better and have won multiple championships. They recognize how good they are, and they kind of have to ratchet up their performance a little bit tonight to kind of force this series to come back here again at least one more time. Can they win one game in Oakland? It's gonna be really tough because it seems like Golden State hasn't lost there forever. But the Rockets did win there earlier this season. They've won there before, um, previously they know what it takes to beat this team a lot of things have to kind of go right for them but tonight was a good starting point for them in terms of recognizing the effort it takes to beat this team. now you have it on record you understand what it what it what it means you, you can watch the film and you can go out there and apply that to game three
1: well the Rockets are going to have a few days uh, off game three is Sunday so uh, hopefully that helps a guy like Mute, who they're going to need as I pointed out earlier to, to basically just give some of these guys a little bit of a rest um, but this is it. I mean, I think they really need to get one of these next two, take it back here to have home court. Um, otherwise, I think you're you're vulnerable for uh, you know maybe a six-game series where you're where you lose. I think you win one of these next two, you you can you're back in the in control. So, uh, MK, thanks for doing this, man, and uh, we'll we'll be back here next week. Thank you, Dave.